This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And we're back. One more segment here on this final pre-2023 training camp edition of Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter, or I guess it's called X now. Just ugh. at Jeff underscore Nowak. You know, if you, if you get there before the entire thing implodes, you can follow me and I have DMs are open. So um, <laughs> I, I don't know if we'll have to be finding a new place to uh, to send you to, 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 to communicate with us before long, but it sure feels like it because that's getting run into the ground. But that's another story for another day. Today's story, this final segment, we are going to be diving into the top UDFAs to watch on the defensive side of the ball. And... There are a few more positions to be able to consider on the defensive side than the offensive side because I think a lot of the starting jobs and backup jobs and backup jobs are pretty much locked in or at least close to it. On the defensive side, there's a bigger question and so the first UDFA that I'm going to mention is one none of us have seen yet and it's defensive back Anthony Johnson. He's going to start on the physically unable to perform list. Hopefully he can get back. But I do think it's telling that Anthony has been dealing with an injury throughout minicamp and they kept him around, right? Like, I, I get it. He's not going to take up a roster spot as long as he's on the physically unable to perform list. But they clearly like something that he is able to do. He's a bigger corner. He's about 6'2", 205 pounds out of Virginia. I think that he just has the intangibles that this team likes and I think that he could end up being, I've talked about this before, the PJ is a position that I have named after PJ Williams, who is no longer around, but I think this is a Saints team that values positional flexibility, and I think they'll want to have a defensive back, if not on the roster, on the practice squad, who can kick outside and play corner, or kick inside and play nickel, or sit back and play safety, and I think that he probably has the flexibility to do that. Now, that's just really a guess because I have not seen him on the field in person, but hopefully whatever injury he's dealing with, he can get over it because I think he's going to be a guy that's that'll be interesting to watch. The Saints don't have any real depth concerns at cornerback. So that's why, you know, it's like I'm not really talking about him as, oh, okay, he's going to really be a threat at cornerback, but he needs to be an impact on special teams. Whoever makes the the roster past those top four corners of Alante Taylor, Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Adebo, and Bradley Roby, going to have to be an impact on special teams. But I think if you can prove you are, you are, I think if you can prove that you have that flexibility, you have a much better shot of making this roster in some form. So Anthony Johnson, if you end up seeing. Anthony out there in number 36. Take a good look at him. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there kind of warming up off to the side. 
the way Rashid Jaheed did last year when he was coming back, but he's going to be one to watch. The other two guys are healthy. The first being former Tulane linebacker, hometown favorite, Nick Anderson. Now, I've talked about Nick. I think his stock has dipped a bit from where it was prior to minicamp and OTAs just because I don't think we have seen him cover the way that an undersized linebacker has to be able to cover because as an undersized linebacker, you're basically in the same range as a box safety, right? Like think about Landon Collins. Like like that's the type of player or that type of impact you're going to ha- be expected to have or have to have to make a roster. And I think that he has to improve his coverage ability. Now, if he can do that, if he can shine in coverage throughout camp and he can really kind of force himself into that conversation, I think he has a chance to make it. But I think it's more likely he ends up on the practice squad. And this next guy, I've been talking about this guy a lot since day one. You know, I think he's become a bit more popular as OTAs have gone on. Um, Anthony Orgy, linebacker out of Vanderbilt, probably should have been drafted. Question for him is coverage too. But it's 6'2", 230, but it's 6'2", compared to 5'11", right? You have a bit more range in terms of what you can reasonably be expected to be, right? Anthony is a player who could theoretically play Sam. He has the size to play Sam if you need him. I think he has a he has the skill set to play the mic if you wanted him to. I think DeMarco Jackson is going to be in that role. So you're looking at a guy to back up Pete Warner. And right now, I would expect Anthony Orgy to be that guy. Now, when you see him out there, and I've said this before, but you will be just shocked at how how NFL ready he appears to be from a physical perspective. His legs are the size of tree trunks. It's crazy how big his legs are. And when you're going to see Nick Anderson in number 40 standing next to Anthony Orgy in number 58, they're going to look like they play two separate positions. And so that's why I think he has the inside track in that when you have the stereotypical build for a linebacker, it's going to be easier for you to get a job as long as you do the job. So that's kind of where I'm looking at him. But I like Nick Anderson. I think Nick Anderson has a lot of fans. I'm rooting for Nick Anderson the same way I'm rooting for Tajay Spears to to have a good year with the Titans, right? I'm not going to be rooting for him week one when he shows up, but I'm rooting for him generally speaking. But the Saints, and I've said this before, and I need people to understand it. I don't know how else I could say it. The Saints are not going to be influenced in terms of, wow, he went to Tulane and he's people are excited about him, so we're going to keep him around. They're going to take the best player. They're going to find the best player and they're going to refine the best player. And I think right now you're looking at a guy who can be a volume tackler in Anthony Orgy and you're looking at Nick Anderson who probably needs a year minimum development before you trust him in any significant role. So that's where I'm at. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
But there are some other interesting names, so I'll just go through them now. Jerron Cage, defensive tackle. He's going to be interesting. He's out of Ohio State. The Saints love them, some Ohio State players. And I think defensive tackle is a thin position, right? You have Brian Brzee, you have Nathan Shepard, Colin Saunders, Malcolm Roach, but no one really screaming, okay, I cannot be unseated. So if Jerron comes out and looks great, fantastic. Mark Evans, offensive tackle option. I think he's going to have a hard time cracking that nut at offensive tackle because you have backups. You have starters. You have backups. How many do you need? Right? I think the interior line is a bigger question in terms of the depth with Saldaveri and James Hurst can be that swing guy. So who were you really looking at? But I think Landon Young uh, is the backup right tackle. I don't understand. I don't see why you would change course now. So I, I, I think Mark Evans is going to have a hard time uh, cracking that nut. The obvious one that is left off here is Blake Groupie. The kicker, he's going to compete with Will Lutz. I think that is very much a competition. But if, I, I, if, I, if I'm being honest, I cannot in good conscience tell you that you should be excited to go watch the kickers in camp. I mean, I'm rooting. I, 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 it's going to be interesting to see who wins that. But it's not exactly appointment viewing. So we'll see. I, I think that Blake Group is going to have a very difficult time on seating Will. The one that nobody's talking about that I think we probably should be talking about a bit more is Lou Headley versus Blake Gillikin. Because he Blake is on a one-year deal. I don't think he had a particularly good year last year. And Lou has been booming it. He's an intriguing guy. He's out of Miami with full body tattoos. He's got that rock star punter thing going on. I don't think Blake is concrete in that job. And if he struggles, if he continues to not necessarily look like that dynamic punter that we saw two years ago, and Lou does, I think it's possible. I do. I think it is possible that the Saints make a change at punter. This isn't Thomas Morstead, right? This isn't a guy who you know, that you drafted and as a rookie helped you win a Super Bowl, right? Like you are not as beholden to Blake Gillikin as you are, as you were to Morstead and you let Morstead go for Gillikin. So this is a team that is looking for an advantage at punter and if they can save money, which I think they would here to some small extent, just saying, I don't think it is set in stone that Blake Gillikin is that punter. All right, there's one other DB worth watching, Adrian Fry out of Texas Tech, six foot, 205, kind of like Anthony Johnson. I think he's a guy you could see competing, but you'll have to wait and see. And I think at the end of the day, you're not going to spend a lot of time watching these UDFAs anyway, because this is not a team that you're going to see three or four UDFAs make the roster, right? This is a team where you might see one. There is a chance no UDFAs make the roster. And that would happen, in my opinion, if the Saints bring in a veteran linebacker and keep him over Anthony Orgy and Nick Anderson and whoever else, because I just don't see another position that you're like desperately, okay, we're going to keep this guy around. Maybe backup center, but again, that's a guy you could throw on the practice squad knowing that in a game, Caesar could take over and then you could go from there. It's what the Saints did last year with Josh Andrews. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm going to update my roster projection after the first week of camp, after we get a good look at the first team, second team, third teams. But for now, I'm sticking with it. I will have to make at least one change because I was under the impression that Billy Price was going to fight for that spot. Eh, that changed, so I'm going to have to make a change there. But otherwise, let's get ready. Training camp starts on Wednesday. I am pumped about it. I'm pumped to see y'all out there on Friday for the first day of open practice. If, if y'all are out there and you see me, I'll be the one sweating profusely. That's not a great description because everyone will be sweating profusely. But if you see me, make sure to say hi. I love talking to y'all. 
And uh, again, I'm looking forward to growing this podcast throughout this second year. We have officially made it one year, or it will be official in August because I think we started this the second week of camp uh, last year. So it's cool that we've made it all the way around the sun, and we're going to keep trying to grow it. So if you have any suggestions, you have any comments, you want to get a hold of me for whatever reason, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. DMs are open. You can also follow us on YouTube. Leave us a comment there at WWL Sports. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Saints underscore pod. And yeah, I'm excited to share more content with you. I don't think I will be posting camp videos to my personal Twitter account this year because I am going to start to phase out Twitter. But I will start using the show account and I'm going to start throwing stuff probably on threads just to see what happens there. But stay tuned for that. We will still be posting the highlight videos to YouTube. So again, if you don't follow us there, that's where you'll be able to find those full highlight videos. And I say highlights. They only let us record for about the first 30 minutes of practice. They don't let us record team drills, but they sh- they do let us record one-on-ones, and those are exciting. Hopefully, we get back to that. So keep an eye out for those. I'm looking forward to getting you all the content uh, that, that y'all are excited about. And again, as always, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone, for chiming in. Thanks, everyone, who's left a review. If you haven't done that, please do over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And until the next time, y'all, I appreciate all of you. Who dat? Go Saints. Woo! Inside black and gold.